0: This is Amy Bauman and you are listening to Speaking Truth with Love. For more information about myself or for His Glory Ministry, you can head to com. Now here is today's show. Good morning. How y'all doing today? I'm Reverend Amy Bauman with For His Glory Ministry, and this is Church Online. We come together each Sunday. As a body of believers from all over the world to worship our lord renew our mind unify our faith so that we can become more like jesus so if you're joining us today and this is your very first time i'm so glad that you found us online and i pray that today will be a blessing we have started a new series for september that's called fundamentals of faith. And last week we looked at what is faith? How do we have faith if we don't even know what it is? So we looked at that and how we need to walk that out every single day, activate our faith, taking steps with God. And and what does that look like day in and day out this week? We're going to look at how do I keep my identity in Christ? And we don't realize that all the things that we're talking about over the course of the month are important they build on each other they're all necessary components that we need to have an active fellowship with god and what does that look like living in such a challenging world and so maybe today you saw that title how do i keep my identity in christ and you're like what how do i find my identity in christ i don't even Have one right now. I am lost and broken wearing all of the labels that were given to me from this world. Well, I'm so glad that you're here today. I know that the Lord wants to speak directly to you and give you the tools that you need so that you can have your identity in Jesus Christ and know that you are loved, know that he has great plans for you. And know how to walk out your faith every single day. So I have a lot to share with you today as we look at this topic. But before we get started, let's open with prayer. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for how much you love us. I thank you that you want us to get back to the basics. That you want us to understand our faith and what it looks like to walk that out each and every day. Because you know how challenging it is for us to live in this world. You know the the battle that we are fighting against the enemy. You want us to be strong and secure in who we are so that we can stand firm in our faith. And I'm so thankful that you are that kind of father, how much you love us and, and how you make a way for us. So I just pray for each person watching today, each person listening. Holy Spirit, we invite you to fall in this place. That you will open up our hearts and our ears for what it is that you have for each one of us. That you will meet us exactly where we are. And I pray for a fresh anointing that I will speak your truth with love. We love you and praise you and thank you. And ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. It doesn't matter where you are at in the world today. We as humans like to label things we like to put them in a box so that we have a better understanding and somehow labeling that one thing helps us to cope better by knowing what it is and and how we have uh, broken it down in our minds and i've seen across the board all people all ages all ethnicities label other people We are labeled rich and poor, uh, schooled and unschooled, Christian or non-Christian and labels that are given to us from the world based on categorization like race, gender, sexual orientation. So we're, we're always labeling things. And even as you fill out forms and you need to check boxes and inside of that box describes who you are in a nutshell. But then on an entirely different level, we are labeled by other people. And we receive the words and the labels that are given to us from people that are sometimes closest to us hurtful words that label us and define our world words that are spoken in anger i have been told that i am ugly fat unlovable mentally ill crazy broken a mistake And I could keep going and maybe you have a whole arsenal of labels that you have been called yourself. And for some reason, those words that were spoken, for some reason, they're easier to believe than all of the other wonderful things that have been said to me over my lifetime. Maybe wonderful things that have been said over yours. Because for some reason, the negative is easier to believe. Probably because the enemy of our soul, the devil, works tirelessly to convince us that we are nothing. That we are unloved and unforgiven, that we're broken people. And that God doesn't have a plan and a purpose for our lives. Often these labels that we are given, we struggle with the most because they were given to people in our day-to-day lives. Something is said to us in passing, a wrong diagnosis, a harsh word, a judgment, an observation, and it sticks to us and it never goes away. And let me tell you a little secret. The devil loves to label things. And he uses these labels to keep us from stepping into the realization of who we are in Jesus Christ. He loves piling on all of these labels. We forget, unfortunately, as we're moving day in and day out, that these labels come from other broken people. People that are not perfect, people that are not God. Yet we take their lies and labels and we wear it on ourselves like a badge. And before we know it, we're covered in labels sticky note labels filled with words of the world, believing that this is who we are. Another issue that many of us at one time or another have found ourselves in is finding our identity in someone or something else. I know I have. I trusted this person. I gave this person everything. I went to this person for everything. I saw myself and my value of who I was in his eyes. And when his feelings for me changed, I no longer saw the love. I no longer saw the commitment. I no longer saw the acceptance. And when we grew apart, how I felt about myself changed and I almost disappeared because my value was in what he thought of me. When that relationship was over, I poured myself into my job and I worked long hours and I slaved and I did all of these things to prove that I was acceptable, to prove that I was worthy, to prove that I could do a good job. And the praise that I received from others validated me. So good days were good days. I loved the praise that I received, the attaboy, the good job, well done, and that validated who I was. But the days that I messed up, the days that I fall short, the days that I struggled, when I didn't get that accolade, I didn't get that attaboy. I struggled with my own self worth. And I rode this roller coaster of emotions and feelings, right? And we talked about that last week. We can't base our faith on feelings. So I struggled a lot trying to find validation, trying to prove that I was worthy ultimately looking for love in people and in things. I think another reason why we struggle with our identity, not just because of the labels that we receive from other people, not just because we're pouring ourselves into people and jobs, but it has a lot to do with our beginnings how we come into this world. Family. Family is where we learn about relationships, communication, boundaries, and love. It is our first look into who we are. Where did we come from? Is there other people that are like us? Why do I look this way? Why do I talk this way? Why do I act this way? It's our first look into who we are and what we will grow up to be. The thing is family isn't always something that you're born into, but placed into. I tried looking up statistics, statistics for abandoned children, statistics for adoption. And it was hard to track statistics, especially on a global level. But if you think about the hundreds of thousands of millions of children coming into the world, not all of them are coming in to families that want them or love them. They're coming into the world and they're waiting for families. They're waiting for adoption. And in the meantime, their identity hangs in the balance. Because family is that first realization of who we are. And if you're not coming into a family that wants you or that you're, that that's your actual parents, you're coming into adoption or foster, or you're on the streets, then we question everything. We question why, why is no one caring for me? Doesn't anyone love me? Who am I? What am I? On top of that, we talk about broken families and the struggles that happen within families. And we see divorce and we see abuse that happens and we see brokenness that happens. And that can happen even with one parent or two parents. There's brokenness in that family and the struggles that happen. I know for me, I was blessed to have both of my parents for an 11 and a half years and we were a strong family unit going to church i had a really good foundation on who i was and what i believed in and that i believed in god but the enemy broke into their marriage and they got a divorce and in that act the brokenness of family I forgot who I was. I lost sight of of who I was born to be because I was looking at the brokenness, the divorce, the struggle. And the, the devil used that as an open door to come in and lie to me day in and day out, making me forget who I was, making me forget my foundation, making me believe all of the lies. And I questioned that for many years, wondering if I had been a mistake, wondering if I had been the reason my parents got married in the first place, believing every lie from the enemy. So when we take all of these variables, When we we look at the brokenness of the world and the labels, when we look at people trying to find their identity and and validate themselves in other people and in, in jobs, when we look at the brokenness of the world and the family unit, it's easy to understand why our identities is something that we struggle with and how the enemy can use these things to pull us away from God on top of all of that right now we have a crisis in our world where the enemy is distracting people even farther away from their born identity and that there is this new freedom in choosing your own gender This adds another layer of confusion on top of what's already happening in the world to make us forget how we are originally designed and planned for and thought about by God. That's why I absolutely love John 1 verses 12 and 13. Yet to all who received him, To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor a human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. These words tell us that no matter your beginning, your past, and how you got to today, You can choose to believe and remember that you are a child of God. You can choose to believe that God's word is his will for your life. You can choose to believe that it is what he says about you. And you no longer need these sticky notes that distract you from who God says you are. These words... Tell us that no matter your beginning, your past, and how you got to today, you can choose to believe that you were bought at a price. That he loves you so much that he sent his one and only son into the world to die for you. Just for you so you can live securely in your identity and know who you are, the son or the daughter of the Most High King. But did you recognize that repeated word? Choose. We have to choose. We have to make a choice. I can show you the door I can encourage you to walk through it. I can tell you that there is so much freedom when you walk through to the other side, but you're the one that has to grab the handle. You're the one that has to open the door. You're the one that has to walk through. He's the only one that can help you. He's the only one that truly loves you For who you are. He's the one that made you and created you. And yet we forget about that. We think about this world, this temporary world. We don't think of the bigger picture. This choice that God gives us is one of the reasons why I love Him. Nothing is forced. He doesn't make us. He didn't create us to be a bunch of robots. He simply invites us in unconditionally with this unconditional love and patience and understanding. For me, it was something I had never experienced before in my life. The love that I had experienced up until that time was always conditional. It was always based on what I could do. It was always based on how hard I worked. It was never just for me. And that is so refreshing to know that I don't have to do anything to earn his love. I just am because that's how he created me to be. So now that we know these things that are trying to trap us and detour us away from who we truly are, how do we walk this out every single day? It's a fundamental of faith. We can't just know what faith is. We have to know who we are and who created us. So how do we walk this out? First and foremost, we need God's truth. We need to know what God's word says. It wasn't until God showed me that my value is in Him, that I could put my job in its proper perspective. I didn't have to work 70 hours a week or more, working at it to prove who I was what God thought of me and how he loved me was enough. Proper perspective. I could also then love someone else without losing myself. It goes back to those feelings, right? I know that my husband loves me and I know that we can get on each other's nerves. But if I were to hold my value by looking in his eyes based on his feelings in that moment, whether he's had a bad day, whether what I've said just really made him angry and frustrated, whether he doesn't like the way I look right now. If I were to gauge his love by his feelings that change all the time, I would lose myself. I have to know who I am. Daughter of the Most High King, first and foremost, before I'm anything else, before I'm a wife and a mother and a grandmother and a reverend and an author. First and foremost, I am God's child. That needs to be my identity and that's where I need to stay not pulled by daily feelings and emotions based on what I see. Other people are how they are seeing me. And it's the same for you, right? I had to also stop believing the lies from the enemy that I have no value, right? The reason why we, all of us, have this consistent message that we're not loved, that we're not forgiven, that we have no value is because it's coming from the same source, the enemy. We all feel that way because it's coming from him and he is not creative, but he is consistent. And when you consistently lie to someone day in and day out and tell them all the things that they are not, if they don't, choose not to listen, they will believe. And that's us, right? We're choosing to listen. We're not fighting against what the enemy is trying to do. We're listening more intently to the lies than we are to the soft whisper of God who says, I love you. I created you. You're beautiful. I have great plans for you. We seem to listen to the louder clanging of the enemy. So we need to believe in God's truth. We need to stop listening to the lies of the enemy. And we do this as a journey, one step at a time, one day at a time, finding our identity, reclaiming our identity, by following God. As we learn to love others and remember who we are, we can in turn better love our family and our friends and our community and the people in our past that have hurt us. The reason that we struggle in this world with brokenness Is because we do life with other broken people we are all the same we have struggles we have issues we have problems and we're all trying to do life together in one big room and we're gonna bump into each other and we're gonna have problems everyone struggles with brokenness and sin and that's why we need Jesus. We need Jesus and how he tells us to walk this out so that we can love each other, that we can forgive each other, that we can remember who we truly are. Reclaiming our identity isn't something where I can wave a magic wand over you and it happens overnight. No, it's a commitment. It's a choice it's putting your feet on the path and saying, I refuse, I refuse to let the enemy tell me one more lie. I refuse to let the enemy steal one more day. I refuse. You put your foot down and you do it in Jesus name because there are no shortcuts in this journey And this is what he did with me. God is willing, because he has all the time, he is willing to take you all the way back to the beginning for you to understand his original design. He's willing to take you all the way back to that point where the door opened and the enemy came in and told you that lie so that he can heal you and he can restore you and he can redeem you. He doesn't want to put a Band-Aid on our hearts. He wants us to be whole, nothing missing and nothing broken. And I had to go back to my beginning. I had to understand that because two teenage kids fell in love and had me, that I wasn't a mistake. That only because their marriage only lasted in 11 and a half years doesn't mean that God doesn't have a plan for all of us. Right? The enemy broke in and worked and moved. And that wasn't God's plan. I had to remember that even though I have been hurt by other broken people, that that's no reflection on God and who he is and how much he loves me. And I had to make a choice. I had to make a choice to no longer let those broken people Hurt me anymore. Some of you today were hurt by someone so many years ago, and that person isn't even alive anymore. And yet, what they did to you, you're still holding on to. You're still letting it affect you from living in the fullness that God has for you. No matter your beginning, no matter how you got to today, we have to choose to get up and grab God's hand and keep stepping out in faith, not looking back to our past and the brokenness that broke in. We need to choose to believe God's word and not receive any more labels from the world and other broken people or from the enemy We need to believe what God's word says about us. And this is how we move forward. To tackle that list, to take off what's been covering your heart, to take off the sticky notes, to let them go. You are not who the world says you are. You are not who the devil says you are. You don't have to stay where you are anymore. It's time to step into everything that God has in store for you and receive his identity, the one that he has had for you all along. And I want you to hear these verses as I read them to you this morning to remind you of who you are in Christ John 1.12, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Ephesians 1.7, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. John 15.16, you did not choose me. But I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Ephesians 2.10 For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I love that, prepared in advance. And Philippians 3.20, and this is where we forget. But our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. This is not our home this broken world that we are struggling with each day. We are meant for more, an eternity in heaven with Jesus, and until he returns, we must remain steadfast and firm, forgetting what the world says about us, not believing the lies from the enemy, but standing on a firm foundation of faith in who we are and who loves us. So my question for you today is, are you ready? Are you ready to believe God's truth and choose to no longer wear the sticky notes of this world? Will you choose to believe that you were bought at a price and with a love? He loves us so much. He sent his one and only son to do that sacrifice, his only son on the cross. Are you ready to step out of the darkness that you have been wandering in and step into his glorious light? If so, it's time to do something that we talked about last week. It's time to decree and declare who we are. It's time to step out in faith. It's time to say God's words over our lives and Believe Father God, for those who are wanting a new relationship with you, we say this prayer together. I know I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe Jesus Christ is your son. I believe that he died for my sins and that you raised him to life. I believe that the Holy Spirit is my helper and that he lives inside of me. I believe in your word, that I need to renew my mind with it every day. I believe I'm created in your image and that you love me. I want to trust Jesus as my savior and follow him every day from this day forward. Please guide my life and help me to do your will. And for all of those that are wanting to reclaim their identity, we stand together and thank you for how much you love us for your word today. That you want us to have our identity in you alone. Help us to walk that out each and every day. I pray for each person watching, each person listening, that they will have renewed strength so that they will feel your love in a real and tangible way, that they will leave here today inspired and encouraged and equipped to keep choosing you every single day. We remove those labels, the lies from the enemy, and we stand together and believe that we are truly sons and daughters of the Most High King. We decree and declare this together today. And all God's people said, Amen. Remember, this is a journey. One day at a time, one step at a time, holding his hand. Today, I would encourage you that no matter where you are to get up, to take off the sticky notes and to step, take that Step of faith, believing what God says about you, believing that he loves you, believing that you were created with a purpose. Step into your true identity, the son and daughter of the Most High King. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today and for joining us. And until next time, until we can be together again, be blessed. Thanks so much for joining me today. Stay tuned for more Tuesday teachings, Sunday sermons, and encouraging messages along the way. And until next time, be blessed.